Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? It's hot in my flat, so I'm topless and having a lovely time doing a podcast with my good friend, Chris. People don't deserve that image in their head to kick things no, off. No, no, they really don't. <laughs> we've, got, we've got listeners driving through the mountains of Indonesia, and the, <laughs> now they've got this image of you topless in a flat somewhere in London in their head. <laughs> that. Anyway, know. how you doing? Good, What's yeah. Going on? Uh, what has Off been going on? It was, it was my birthday, Stuff. I had a lovely time. Um, what else? Someone sent me some blue flowers. Somebody sent me some What's blue, it? like what? some spooky blue flowers, and I don't know who it is, uh, with just a, a card <laughs> saying, boys will be boys. Um, and I thought it was what? like a, I thought it was like a promotion for a video game, but I just think it might be an absolute radio listener. Um, I mean, they were lovely and they look very expensive, but they were blue, Chris. Frightening. Did they did they stuff them through your letterbox or did they? Come no, to the they, office? they went to the office in this beautiful box with like a beautiful ribbon. I was like, I mean, it's very nice, but really? I just don't know who did it. And I, that's why I don't enjoy Secret Santa because I get really wound up that I haven't thanked the person who bought me something. I don't necessarily like the surprise in that in that particular context. <laughs> Do you get a lot of fan mail? Nah, uh, nah not really. I mean, it, it, um, the only people who ever send um, letters are invariably the older, gen- older generation. Um, so right. they're, they're, usually, um, they're usually pretty well written. They've all got excellent handwriting. If you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, do send uh, Pete loads of weird <laughs> fan mail into his absolute radio address in London. Um, speaking of sending stuff, though, you did send me a message uh, yesterday. Hmm. It was quite weird. I don't know how... I, th- I It was basically an article from The Sun. For those of you who don't know, The Sun newspaper is the UK's most prestigious and brilliant newspaper. <laughs> and, what they'd, uh, and what they'd done is... Uh, taken one of my videos from, I think, four years ago and done an article on it. It was the video called... um, It was the video where I visited the Tomb of Jesus Christ in Mm. North Japan, which is, of course, definitely real. Um, It's a little village, middle of nowhere, in Aomori, where they believe Jesus died uh, a few hundred years ago. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it came out of the blue. And you sent it to me, Pete, and I thought... You, you sort of... I thought you'd actually leveraged your incredible network to actually get it done... 
and uh, get a Sun journalist to write about it. But you didn't. It was just your mum saw it in the newspaper, right? My mum saw it on the website, yes. She sort of spots uh, the odd uh, news story about Japan. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know any Sun journalists. I'd like to make that very clear. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to, because <laughs> they have got a terrible <laughs> reputation, certainly in the world of football, uh, that uh, you just can't touch. But they are the, the, they are the UK's most popular newspaper, inexplicably. Yeah. And uh, the weird uh, thing was, like, you, you were just on there, and I said, Chris, they're using your video without your permission. Get, get an email sent. Let's make some filthy yeah. lucre. Let's make some it's money. It's a lot of effort, though. It's a lot of it's effort. One of those, <laughs> it's one of those things, though. I mean... Uh, they didn't link my video. They did it. They they basically ripped the first twenty seconds of my video, mm. and then they just wrote, "Oh, this is footage from abroad in Japan." They didn't link my video anywhere on the article. I don't think. Yeah, which is a little bit annoying. The only upside is, and the only reason I left it was, I can just say that abroad in Japan has now been featured in the Sun, um, <laughs> which is something we all dream of having happen to <laughs> us at some point or another. Yeah, that's so, true. That is true. <laughs> they might have stolen my incredible video, but at least I get to say I've been in the Sun. So swings and roundabouts. <laughs> he is a, anybody listening. He is of course joking. <laughs> yeah, but uh, joking. but yeah, it was just weird. That my mum sort of sent it, and I said because uh, she sent it to me, and I don't think she knows your work. If that's if that makes any sense, I think she's seen you in a couple of videos, but I didn't. I don't think she realises that the person who who was in the really? video is you. Because I went. Because I replied saying. Because I replied. Because she obviously it's about Jesus Christ, and um, I replied saying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like that's Chris who I work with and then she sort of replied saying something about his what was it something about uh, uh, here we go yeah but it's something about his something about his body being somewhere else and I was going do you mean Chris or Jesus it was very confusing <laughs> very confusing there's there's <laughs> I like this image of your mum just sitting there with the tea on a mm. laptop going through the sun finding articles about Japan and just forwarding them to you. <laughs> it's um, very weird. But but there you go. I mean, nobody else actually forwarded it to me. I Clearly, mm. it, was a, it, it was a slow day at the Sun newspaper. <laughs> Wasn't a lot going on that day. So they thought, oh, let's just dig up an old article from the past or an old video and go with it. But it's weird how this, this sort of happens. You find... I've, I've found over the years, numerous websites have stolen my videos um, in some way, shape or form. Mm. Or they sort of say, can we use your video... And you sort of say, yeah, sure, as long as you reference my channel or something. And they go, yeah, definitely. And then they don't. And then you, they, you message them, they don't care. They just don't ignore it. Don't so, know, yeah. Cycles one of the gone. annoying things, people stealing content. But nothing you can really do. So You can send that email. I could, I could, I could uh, represent you in the court of law. Listen, you <laughs> filthy Fleet Street monsters. You give my boy some money because you cut his video up and you didn't <laughs> reference his channel, you worms. Yeah, well, I think uh, I don't think that'll uh, get the resolution we want, really, will it? <laughs> Still, give us the money. Might be a great premise for a sitcom. <laughs> it definitely won't be. Speaking of sitcom, um, mm. I recently so I was in Tokyo. I've been to Tokyo the last week, and I, it was my friend Charlotte's birthday. Have you met Charlotte Pete? Yes, yes, I think no. I have. Yeah, she's yes, briefly, on, she's briefly on the ride. Yeah. Yeah, and so for Charlotte's birthday, she had one wish, uh, and the wish was to go to Kagaya Bar, which I made a video about several years ago, another video from several years ago that's come back to haunt me. Uh, Kagaya Bar is effectively Tokyo's craziest bar. For those of you that haven't seen the video, what, what do you remember of it, Pete? How would you describe this bar from what you saw in the video? Um, 
world's most eccentric man gets windfall of money, opens bar. That's pretty much the narrative I remember. Um, legitimately, though, it's one of the videos that I watched before I met you, and I actually wrote down when I went to Japan uh, that I wanted to visit that bar, but I never did. Kagaya. Really? Well, Is that where it was? We Kagaya. know what to do when you're over now. <laughs> we know what to do when you're over in June. Yeah. So this bar, you go in, and it's a small bar, small izakaya. Mm. Uh, you take your shoes off, and you're on the tatami mat floor. So it seems fairly inconspicuous, fairly regular at first. And it's just one guy, and he comes out and uh, he gives you the oshibori wet towels and has a little chat. And then he comes over with the menu and starts chanting the Star Wars theme tune in a really creepy way. He just claps his hands together and goes, and everyone's like, what's going on? Uh, and I, it must be copyright infringement to use the Star Wars theme tune in that way. Uh, but it's terrifying. And then basically you have a menu of drinks and food, and for every drink you order, you choose what country you'd like him to perform when he brings the drink over. So uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but for the UK, uh, he'll bring over your drinks with a puppet teddy bear in a really ridiculous manner, uh, which is in the video. The creepiest one is the American one, which involves a sadistic uh, and sexually provocative Kermit the Frog. Uh, do you remember that one, Pete? Yes, I remember that bit. Yeah, it's um, it's not right, Chris. It's not right. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna talk about what happens. Um, it's not the sort of thing anybody deserves to hear be explained. But you can go <laughs> and check out the video on my channel or Charlotte's because I filmed it for her. She made a video herself. But you can go and check it out. And I, I apologise now. I, I, if you're easily offended, probably avoid it. Um, <laughs> probably has, avoid has it because what he... happens with that pop? <laughs> Has, has he sort the of, puppet frog will scar uh, you? It's just, the, the puppet frog is horrible, uh, Chris, but has he updated <laughs> his um, shtick in three years at all? No. No, no he exactly hasn't the same. at all. Exactly it's literally same. But he's still the same. Paste, <laughs> he's still say. the same. Right, the, okay. Good. Nothing, nothing about it has, has changed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still as horrific as, as it originally was. Um, <laughs> what I've noticed is there was quite a few foreigners in there. Clearly... It's got a bit of a reputation amongst um, foreigners visiting Tokyo. Um, mm. So I th- I'd say, of the 25 people in there, um, I'd say about half of them were foreign people. And they loved it. I took a guy uh, from Norway in, along with the party, guy from Norway, and he claimed it was the best night of his life. Um, <laughs> I don't know what goes on in Norway, but it, it ticked all the right boxes for him. So <laughs> But uh, we'll get you there. We'll have to take yeah. you there, Jim. Where about is Kagaya I'd love to see from, your uh, from my usual haunts of Shibuya? Is it north? Is it what? It, it, like from where I'm usually staying in uh, Shibuya, Shinjuku. Where is um, where is Kagaya? It's in um, Shimbashi, which is like oh, a yes. kind of commercial district. Yes, um, it's not that far though. You can get there from like it's near the Tokyo Shibuya station, in about yeah. five ten minutes. So definitely mm. go for it. <laughs> but another thing that happened in Tokyo was. Uh, I saw a scam taking place, and that's the nature of this week's um, podcast. I thought I'd talk about mm. scams in Japan. They are few and far between, um, but there's something worth taking into consideration if you're coming to Tokyo in particular. Um, so I was, on, I was on Twitter, like I am, and I saw an article come up about some foreign, uh, some foreign people walking around Tokyo selling flags. Now, at first, you think, oh, yeah, flags, that's good. Everyone wants a flag. He doesn't like flags. Um, but it quickly became apparent that it's part of a scam where people extort money from you after sticking a flag in your hand. Basically, this couple were going through Akihabara and they were putting flags in people's hands and Japanese people are very nice. They don't. They kind of 
you know they don't they don't know what's going on they just think oh it's just some nice foreigners handing out flags and then they hand out these cards and i'm going to read it out to you these little cards come with really bizarre english and it says i am deaf to a wonderful self-catering trip to japan i hope you can buy any flag 500 yen let me know more about your culture i hope you'll sponsor our travel expenses i mean it kind of works the english is a little bit weird um for most of you who have travelled around Europe, you'll know this is a, qu- a popular scam where people stuff things into your hands and then extort money out of you, right? Mm. I mean, CDs. sure you had it to you at some point, Pete. Yeah, yeah, CDs, and Cam- yeah CDs and Camden is a big one. Uh, they, they give you their mixtape and you go, thank you very much, and then they go, can I have some money, please? <laughs> it, like, it, that happens a world over. But you just don't see it in Japan, and that's the most interesting thing, I think, in many ways. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anything like this, certainly. Um, and... When I, I, I actually, so I saw this in the morning, and then the afternoon I was walking around Rapongi, and I saw the exact pe- people from the uh, Twitter article doing the exact same thing, you know, handing out flags, extorting people. Now, they claim to be deaf. I don't know if they're deaf or not. They did see one of them was wearing a hearing aid, but it could just be, you know, it could just be not a real hearing aid. Um, and my friend uh, went over, and they stuffed uh, a flag into her hand. And she was like, oh, wow, this is great. And I was shouting, no, no, give the flag back. Don't take the bloody flag. It's, they're going to take the... Don't take, don't take the flag. Went mental. <laughs> anyway, they gave the flag back. We, we walked away and let it carry on, basically. And I went to Starbucks for like half an hour. And when I came out, I saw one of the people with the flags talking to a guy uh, who was really confused, a Japanese guy, must have been in his 30s. He'd been standing there for 30 minutes while we were in Starbucks with the flag, not wondering what was going on. He was so confused by this. Um, people putting flags in his hand and then trying to get money out of him. Uh, I guess it's just a, it's a really good way to break a Japanese person by offering mm. them something for free and then asking money out of them. But uh, I, I don't know where they've come from. They look European, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where they've yeah. come from. I, d- I mean, you don't normally see... I mean, you're taking advantage of people's... Um compassion really in many ways in that one and it's just like it's disappointing to see in a as as far as i've seen an unsullied part of the world where you just don't see scams or many scams anywhere uh, certainly mm. on um you know white people or, or foreigners um taking advantage of um of the japanese because they, they, they are very uh, they're not very direct the japanese they're not very um forthcoming with their feelings so they don't generally tell people to f off so that makes you that makes them perfect. I mean, as soon as the charity muggers um, start appearing on the streets of Japan, we are they're in loads of trouble because they're so non-direct. But um, I would say that the the deaf thing is a pretty good um, accoutrement to the scam because if you mm. get if if, you st- if a policeman starts if you get, if they get in any trouble or if a policeman starts. Uh, Haranguing them. I'm not saying they're not deaf, but if they if they weren't deaf, uh, a hearing aid would not be a bad little prop because you could just sort of plead uh, belligerence <laughs> by just sort of going, "Can't hear it. See you later. Bye." And it would just make the whole process very difficult. And again, if you just make it difficult for a you know a Bobby on the beat, he'll probably just let you let you go. Mm. Well, I mean, I I read that um, the people that were doing the scam were actually being scammed themselves or sort of dragged in to it they've got like a mm. a ringleader person who kind of takes them to a country gives them some flags and then sells and then kind of mm. sends them off to sell them and make money so this happens all you know place, I, don't, yeah. I don't know who's 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 running the show but i actually typed into google and found out that uh, the same scam had popped up in places like new zealand so clearly right. they've gone international with this incredible yeah. thing but this incredible scam so if you if you guys are traveling around tokyo 
and see people handing out flags who are foreign. Don't take the flags, whatever you do, um, and just give them an angry stare at best. Shower them or something, do they? It reminds me of when I was in um, Berlin. I was going around the... There's a Holocaust memorial in Berlin, and I was going around it, and uh, I think there's four or five girls approached me with this um, clipboard and got me to start signing it. They, they didn't really speak English. They just came up to me and said, sign this, sign this. And I was really confused. I sort of looked at it, and it said something about disability benefit or wheelchairs or something. It was really weird. Mm. Uh, and my friend said, don't sign it, whatever you do. So I took the pen and I handed it back to them and I didn't sign it. And they looked at me and just went, fuck you. And then they stormed off. Yeah. Um, so clearly, it's, it's, it's I do, yeah. You shouldn't Bastards. swear at the Holocaust Museum, really. <laughs> the Holocaust uh, Yeah, it felt, re- felt like the worst possible place to do it as well. Well, it's what just where all the, all, the, uh, all the people uh, hang out, in it, I guess. So it's an interesting uh, moral, that. It's, um, it's uh, very, very, uh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I am... But, I mean, have you ever experienced any scams yourself whilst in Japan, Pete? Never in Japan. I think you kind of have your wits about you a little bit. I think um, when I, I think I've spoken about this before, but when I was in Shanghai, um, mm. we were on our way to Japan. We had a couple of days in Shanghai, and we went for some karaoke, except never go to karaoke in Shanghai, because they just don't do it. Um, <laughs> we went to a karaoke room. Uh, a load of lads came in, demanded money. Well, actually, we tried to leave. Uh, actually, no, we sat down. To do sing some karaoke, full of the joys of spring and booze, and uh, loads of girls in negligees came in. We were like, "Whoa, no, no, no! That's not that's not what we're here for. We're here to <laughs> sing. We're here to express ourselves musically." And then the women sort of giggled, ran out, and then a lot of big lads turned up. 
uh, and we tried oh to push God. our way out, and they were very clear that they were Chinese mafia, and we were not going to be uh, let out. Um, uh, and then we had another goal pushing out, and again, didn't work, because there was about 20 of them. Where they came from, I don't know. They just came from, like, a second room. Um, and we, you know, How gave you up. Get, uh, I gave them £80, Chris. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and That's my friend, my friend, my friend to this very day, Alex, um, swears blind that it was because he showed his NHS civil servants pass uh, that I am, I am English government, I am English government. <laughs> he is convinced <laughs> that that was the thing that let them let us go, uh, when in fact it was me giving them some money. <laughs> well, eighty pounds goes a long way in China, so yeah. I'd probably say it was that. <laughs> I mean that doesn't sound too too dissimilar from the other scam, which mm. is the most common, which is um, uh, the bar scam or the hostess yeah. bar scam that goes on in Shinjuku and Rapongi. And I do this is the one I warn people about the most. So if you go through like Rapongi or Shinjuku, and you've probably seen it numerous times, um, you'll find like foreigners have been hired as street touts. Is it tout? I never know how to pronounce tout. Is it tout yeah, or tout? Tout. Yeah, tout it is. Uh, who go around basically. Being very friendly to you, but trying to drag you off to these bars, these shady bars hidden away in basements or, you know, hidden away. And they take you in and they kind of lure you in with really good rates, cheap rates, cheap drinks, free Mm. drinks. And you go in and then they put, sometimes they put drugs in the drinks, like date rape drugs. They knock you out. And I've, yeah, (laughs) sleeping pills and worse. And um, Mm. yeah, I've heard stories of people that have woken up in like an alleyway with their wallet annihilated um but more more often than not the the way they'll do it is just charge you ridiculous prices for what you've had basically mm. so a bill that should be 2000 3000 yen will come to 20 30000 yen i heard of somebody who was in shinjuku and got charged 2000 dollars at a hostess club now hostess clubs are expensive as they are already where girls come and sit with you chat with you pour your drinks light your cigarettes and make you feel like a mafia boss uh, typically, they cost like five hundred, six hundred dollars. Um, but this guy got extorted two thousand dollars, and he ended up paying it. Uh, worst of all, because there was no other way out of the club, unless yeah. lest he battle his way through wave after wave of yakuza, which <laughs> probably isn't a good way to end your trip to Japan. But uh, <laughs> so that's that's one to watch out for the most. Shinjuku Rapongi, be be aware of uh, street house, the nice friendly chaps, often foreign, uh, who try and drag you off. And lure you in with free drinks. They do hire a lot of um, they hire a lot of Nigerian guys for it as mm. well, which isn't. Um, it's not an understatement. Most of them are actually, I think, Nigerian, and yeah, I think they're, that's they're all, because all, um, Japanese guys find it intimidating or something. Yeah, Seems a bit I, I mean, not, not, but no, I mean, I get uh, Nigerians are, are very, uh, are very business minded, and they're very, um, they're just very fucking good at it, to be honest. And that's that's the thing about Nigeria because of the uh, slightly corrupt nature of their government. They, they export their best and brightest. They're always very nice. They're very well. They they come across as pretty friendly. The guys mm. are really nice to chat to. Actually, they're quite they're very nice, but very persistent. Um, mm. Like I, I remember going through Shinjuku a few weeks ago, and one guy just would not get the message you know we chatted for a bit and he followed followed me and my friend through like two or three streets three two or three blocks around shinjuku um and i remember we uh, we saw a hub a british british pub hub and we were like oh let's go in here and he was like oh no i'll take you to a great bar free drinks we we're like oh no we're gonna go to hub and we walked up into the up the stairs into hub and found out that it was closed 
and the guy knew this and he was just waiting <laughs> by the bottom of the stairs and we came down looking like oh, mugs no. and he was like oh, I've got I've got my bar ready let's go and we were like oh no we're gonna go somewhere else now and uh, yeah he was really on to us he wouldn't leave us alone but you just have to be persistent <laughs> and tell them to go away basically just be straight so look away and keep walking that's that's my favorite and you and you get um kind of people hawking stuff on streets all around the world just be persistent uh, keep walking uh, and don't maintain any kind of eye contact and it's usually the sh- the, the shaking of the hand that uh, initiates everything so just uh, if you want to shake the hand shake the hand move away quickly uh, or don't shake the hand just wave say hello bye we're off going to meet a friend <laughs> I'm always meeting yeah, a friend, I mate. Mean, whenever I'm, uh, whenever I'm on the on the move, uh, in the in the night spots of uh, everywhere around the world, I'm always I'm always on the move. Always, always meeting a friend. Always got to meet a friend. Can't go in your bar. Got to meet a friend. <laughs> exactly. Once you, well, yeah, you're right. Once you've uh, shaken someone's hand, there's no escape. I think my friend <laughs> did shake his hand, and that 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 precipitated that was it. That was it. The nightmare that ensued. The um, <laughs> the other the other scam that isn't too dissimilar is the. I'm just going to call it the religious scam or the monk scam. And mm. I think this is quite common uh, around the world. You have like a fake monk. He tries to sell you a little Buddha statue, not too dissimilar from the one from Indiana Jones that he snatches. <laughs> uh, a little statue he snatches away from the uh, temple. They try and sell you those for like 500 yen or 2,000 yen. Um, but not only that, you also have, and I don't know if you'd call it a scam. I think it's just people trying to lure you to join their actual religion or sect. Mm. But you have people who come and talk to you and they'll seem quite nice at first and then they'll eventually tell you about their great religion, which is often a kind of sect, some sort of odd sect of Buddhism. And they'll slip a pamphlet into your hand and then lure you off to take part in some sort of ceremony, which you have to pay for afterwards. <laughs> uh, you ever heard of that one, Pete? I've not heard of that one. If you uh, walk down Oxford Street on any given day, uh, a member of the Harry Krishnas will try and put a book into your hand. Uh, and when you take the book, uh, they, they they want some money for that book. <laughs> but it's it's just the way you know the churches have to be um, funded, and some churches don't have the uh, um, infrastructure or um, systematic uh, money that some of the other churches do, like the Catholic Church or the or the, or the Christian ones. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> but again, well, we had- don't take a book, don't shake a hand, just keep walking. Didn't we, um, a few weeks ago, I think we read out a story of um, a guy that was in, I think, Asakusa and mm. was lured in by some Buddhist monks. That's right, yeah. And he had a whale of a time, he really enjoyed it, he got to do a ceremony, he got, like, baptised. You know, this is just like a Sunday it's afternoon walking around Japanese Tokyo experience. and he's come out baptised. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, it's... I mean, that could be quite fun. That could be a good experience. Well, look, again, if you do see, for example, London Harry Christians and stuff, um, they seem to come from all over the world uh, as they go around singing and stuff. And they do sing beautifully as they pass my window every day. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how people have been, have been, you know, they've had their heart captured by, uh, by this religion. And, uh, you know, fair play to them. If they're having a nice time and it works for them, I cannot... Uh, I can't say it's a bad thing. Well, don't know. I suppose if you've got nothing better to do, you <laughs> join in. For Are you the rest disavowing of the, day? the entire religion, all religions? <laughs> if you've got enough time on, it's <laughs> <laughs> a topic for another podcast. Um, the last scam I can think of is less a scam, more just being misled, and mm. that's um, sometimes you, when you book a hotel in a city like Tokyo or Osaka, you'll find. Um, the hotel looks quite reasonably priced, looks quite good. Yeah. 
but actually it's probably a love hotel often it's difficult to tell the difference um but you you can find that love hotels have started listing themselves on websites like booking.com right and i guess there's nothing inherently wrong with staying at a love hotel but you won't get the level of service you'd get at a normal hotel and it might be a little bit odd um mm. you might have to check your bags out every single day like you would uh, a normal love hotel a normal yeah. love hotel you can't actually book in advance you just turn up pay some money and off you go for 12 hours plus um but yeah a lot of them have started branching out and actually just becoming hotels um can be a good experience but can be bad and personally i wouldn't want to stay at a love hotel um for like a week so <laughs> be careful the only the way the best way around that is just to check all the reviews um, and do your research when you're booking a hotel. Make sure that it's not in the Love Hotel district in Shinjuku or Shibuya because that's where they typically are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I've noticed a lot of them on um, hotels, hotels.com, which is a, a reputable mm. site, and I use them quite a lot because for every 10... This is an advert for hotels.com, but if for every um, <laughs> 10 nights you stay somewhere, you get a, an extra... Um, an, an extra night free, but um, and so I was looking at like hotels for my upcoming Japanese trip. Because I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I might do a few days in the big tower in the middle of uh, Shibuya. The uh, oh God, what was that big uh, tower that I stayed in the first time I went? Anyway, that Cerulean whatever tower. that is. Say again, Cerulean, Cerulean tower. Cerulean tower. That's right. I was Cerulean thinking, tower. I was thinking, you know what, I might award myself a couple of nights there because I did enjoy my time there. It is very beautiful. Uh, but what Thomas. actually, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, it's so expensive. <laughs> but I did see a lot of love hotels on there. And also hostels as well. Uh, they sell themselves as being hotels, but then you actually look at the small print and it's like shared berths and shared rooms and stuff. And you're like, oh, God, jeez, I'm not having that. <laughs> Can't be asked. Absolutely, yeah. If you're not, if you're booking a hotel and it's not like a chain hotel, like Upper Hotel or Upper. or something, do, do some research and just make sure yeah. it's not something... A little bit misleading. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's I, the fun part of planning a holiday, isn't it? It's like, find your Airbnb, find your holiday oh, home. It's nice. I Then again, I did just, whilst I did just uh, speak well of upper hotels, I actually <laughs> was speaking to uh, a guy who is, uh, he's been over in Tokyo with his girlfriend for a few mm. weeks, and they checked into their upper hotel, I think it was near Asakusa, and they got in and they found there was not enough room. The room was so small they couldn't even put their luggage anywhere. They had to put their luggage on the bed with them because it was so bloody narrow, uh, <laughs> which I'm sure you could attest to. You've been there. You've done that, Pete. Uh, you see me doing that. <laughs> I've seen you do it and ruin your room very quickly with just mess and luggage. But they, uh, so bad was it that they checked out after the first night and relocated to the other side of Tokyo, um, mm. somewhere a bit more spacious. So, yeah. yes, that's another thing worth looking at if you're booking up a hotel. Uh, or a hotel in Tokyo in general for a reasonable price, check the room size because they do get ludicrously small. And if you're travelling yeah. as a couple or with friends in a room, it can be not fun at all. Like, it's they're bloody small. Yeah, like I the, mean... The even... room sizes, the hotel room sizes in Tokyo that you get are, like, would be illegal, I think, in North America <laughs> or Europe, to be honest. Yeah, if you sort of look at... Um... Like, a lot of Airbnbs as well, a lot of the reviews are, the bathroom was too small. And I'm like, mate, that is a massive bathroom <laughs> compared to what you usually get. Or, the room was too small. So you're going, mate, you're not, for, for your price range, you ain't going to get nothing. <laughs> you ain't going to yeah. get no kind of size. It's crazy. <laughs> even even in, like, the really expensive hotels. As I said, the Cerulean Tower and the one I stayed in, in uh, Shinsaibashi. And it's just like... It's they are so small for what you what you're paying. Um, it's just the culture. There's just not a lot of room in Tokyo. It's very, very full. 
Yeah, Japanese people seem to get by very well yeah. on small spaces. Yeah. Hence, hence the prevalence of uh, capsule hotels, you know. Mm. That's something that don't think... There's only one capsule hotel in London that I know of, in London Bridge. Mm. And I don't know if that's still around. There's um, there's certainly a, there's certainly like little pods that you can go to in like Gatwick and Heathrow, uh, and it's run by the Your Sushi guy. They're called Your Tells, and they're like little pods. They're actually quite good because I really? I book into them quite a lot because if I've got a flight at about you know nine o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning, which doesn't sound that mm. early, but I go to bed about two or three because I work until twelve one. Um, I may as well, at 12 o'clock, make the journey to Gatwick or make the journey to Heathrow uh, and get my head down there and, and, and get a lit, slightly later start. Um, so like 60 quid, they, they, they're, they're pretty good. And they're just these little pods. I had no idea. I didn't yeah. realise they'd taken off. Sure. Well, yeah, as I cool. said, they're, they're not capsules. They're, um, they're like a little bed, shower, sink, toilet sort of situation, but they are very small. Just they're good, though. Hotel. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm. Um, so those are some scams to watch out for, folks. Uh, what I'd say, the most important one, bar scam. Watch out for that. That's the yeah. most common one. Yep. And, uh, lest you have your holiday ruined. Uh, we've got some questions from the fax machine. What have we got, Pete? Hey, we've got one from uh, Isaac. Hello, Isaac. Hi, Chris and Pete. I've been listening to your podcast for a bit, and it's fantastic for when I get stuck in traffic or I'm having a long drive. Um, I'm wondering what your opinions on capsule hotels. Are there any ones that stick out to you and ones that you recommend? Also, I'm going with a group of friends, and I'm the only one studying Japanese. Will this be useful? Nah, Isaac, don't worry about it. Um, I think I'll be slightly proficient by the time we got in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Isaac, you got you're going to be uh, so many levels up from everyone. Yeah, you've certainly certainly got long enough to study. Mm. Twenty twenty three. Hey, we're hurting towards twenty twenty. It's now May for crying out loud! It's crazy. Oh well, I mean, going back to the capsule hotels, I didn't realise the first question was about capsule hotels. <laughs> My opinion on capsule hotels is I don't use them anymore. Really, no. Um, I just yeah. I after I've, I had a bad experience at one which I've talked about before, um, mm. where I had to check out after like two days into a a week stay. I just got fed up because they're really hot sometimes. Some of them have aircon and heaters, but some of them don't. And I found like I was just in an oven. And then people would come in really late because it was one that was uh, frequented by uh, f- foreign travellers who don't have the sort of manners of etiquette mm. uh, of Japanese people. I think that's another reason capsule hotels work in Japan, right? Just people are very respectful here. They kind of shut the hell up and go to sleep very quickly. Japanese yeah. people are magic. They just sort of roll over and they're asleep right off the bat. Um, whereas like it takes that. me ages. And <laughs> just as I'm nodding off, like four or five drunken foreigners just burst in and it'd be a nightmare. That one was somewhere in Akihabara, if I recall, which right. is a very touristy area. Um so I guess that's worth bearing in mind. Go to a capsule hotel that's probably not as popular with foreign tourists and it might be better. But personally, for the, for an extra few thousand yen, you can get a small business hotel room. And I'd rather have a tiny, cramped hotel room than a capsule hotel, even mm. if the hotel room feels like the trash compactor scene out of Star Wars where the walls <laughs> are gradually getting thinner and smaller and crushing people. I, I'd rather have that than a capsule hotel again, I think. Yeah. But you've got to try it at least once. Oh, massively, yeah. I've, I've still not done it, to be honest. I just found the whole thing rather daunting. <laughs> yeah. And as for studying Japanese, go for it. Yeah, why not? Mm. 2023, you've got a four-year head start. Good man. You could be better than I am now by mm. 2023. Um, so, so go for it. And certainly, 
speaking Japanese makes traveling Japan a lot more fun. Like people open up to you once you speak to someone with a little bit of Japanese, they're kind of they're more um, willing to just come and talk to you, you know, and use their own English as well.、Mm. I think because Japanese people are kind of shy. They're worried that if they talk to you and you don't know any Japanese, it will just create loads of awkward, horrible situations. So,、mm. once you open up a little bit and use a little bit of Japanese, then、uh, it gets the ball rolling, especially in a bar or somewhere. But、uh, good luck, Isaac. Good luck with your studies, and do try Capsule Hotel for a few nights.、And、if you really like it, then、uh, go ahead and stay longer.、Mm. Um, got a message from Juan Carlos.、Uh, that's a cool name, Juan Carlos.、Uh, uh, Juan Carlos Escalante as well. His, his full name is Juan Carlos Escalante. I am loving that name. It's a. It's it's, how good is that name, Juan Carlos Escalante? Better than my name. <laughs> It is better than、Juan、your、Carlos、name. Better than、Japan. both of our names. It's、uh, better than our, both of our names combined. To be honest, Chris. <laughs> I I'm going to call my firstborn son Juan Carlos Juan Escalante Carlos Broad, <laughs> and they're going to definitely not get bullied. In a British school.、Um, <laughs> Hi, Chris and Pete. My name is Juan Carlos, and after dreaming of Japan my whole life, I finally bought a plane ticket. I'm currently、Yay. experiencing the wonders of Japan for the first time in my life. I thought going to Tokyo would be too mainstream for me, so I decided to go to Hokkaido for my first ever experience in Japan. And let me tell you, that decision has paid off in spades. The nature here is absolutely gorgeous. Went to my first ever hanami party yesterday with some new. Japanese friends. I met at church here in Sapporo, and、uh, we were sitting under the sakura trees, which are about in full bloom now, eating mochi rice cakes and playing frisbee at the park. It was an experience I will never forget. Although personally, I've never been to any other prefecture in Japan. The people of Hokkaido have been nothing but、uh, nothing short of incredible, happy, and kind. I know Tokyo, Osaka, and Kyoto usually get all the foreigner love, but I cannot recommend Hokkaido more than enough, particularly for the nature lovers. I'm about to take a train en route to Lake Toya, and I look forward to seeing more of the wonders that Hokkaido has to offer. Look forward to more podcasts, guys, and thank you for being a part of the reason for me buying a plane ticket to come to Japan. Juan、no. Carlos Escalante, and you've been to Hokkaido many times, Pete, or one time at least. I've been to, to its beauty. Yeah, I've been to、um, Sapporo、uh, once.、Um, yeah, that's one of those places. I think I reckon that would be really cool to visit around about this time, or maybe a little bit later in the year, just because. It's really、uh, a lot cooler than、uh, Tokyo and a lot cooler than everywhere else in, in Japan.、Um, that's, that's not a bad idea, actually. Just getting maybe getting a little car and tootling around uh, uh, Hokkaido for a few days. But you can't drive, Pete. I know. I need to find somebody who could <laughs> drive.、Um, but I quite like that.、Um, My mate、um, Marcus, who does the、uh, football show with me, he、mm. is big into his churches and stuff. And so, whenever we go on holiday or we, whenever we take a weekend out,、uh, for example, we're in Lisbon at the weekend,、um, he'll just pop and visit a, an Anglican church or, or, or a church, I guess.、Um, and it's just actually it's quite a nice inn for like someone who doesn't know the area. It's actually quite nice. Obviously, being Christians or being religious, they're usually you know pretty pretty nice when it comes to、um, you know helping people out. And so,、um, so visiting churches and stuff is probably not a bad shout if you're、uh, if you're that way inclined, so to speak. It's probably a quite lovely way to see the city, see the cities, and see、um, the people who live there. What when you went over? What season was it?、Uh, I think it was October.、Uh, maybe it was October. I think maybe it was maybe the start of October.、Um, I remember it being very cold, <laughs> but maybe they just、oh, they had a cold、crazy. snap. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been in winter and I've been in summer, and I really like it in summer. I went in August with Natsuki. We went to、mm. Sapporo. Yeah, that was amazing. Just the right temperature, excellent vibe. People are very outdoorsy,、mm. probably because they have to spend so much of the rest of the year just hidden、Indoors. inside, away from the cold. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but, it was uh, it was great. I remember sort of uh, going to um, some batting cages, uh, and I'm a big fan of the ba- of the old Japanese batting cages. <laughs> they are a lot of fun, just whacking baseballs around the gaff. Lovely old job. Traditional, traditional Japanese, Japanese pursuit. Cages. Well, it's in <laughs> bloody yakuza, in it. So we've got to. <laughs> All your experiences in Japan are born out of a video game. You basically yeah. want to live the life of being in Yakuza, don't you? Yeah, and I think that kind of thing is probably more popular than you realise, Chris. <laughs> That's why people go to <laughs> yeah, Japan, because of video games. You need to spend more time out in Shinjuku, uh, <laughs> getting dragged off by street touts to weird bars. And then you Fighting have the guys. real experience that you so dearly crave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> got one last email here from Curious Man that's all we've got to go on uh, it says hi Chris and Pete any plans for making videos about Rugby World Cup later this year I'm not a rugby fan but from what I gather the whole tournament will span over the whole of Japan from Hokkaido to Kyushu uh, my friend who's a rugby fan and I are planning to visit Japan during the tournament to experience the rugby season uh, slowly becoming a Japanophile myself since that would make uh, since I've taken three trips within the span of one year which wow that's, wow. that's almost as many times as you Pete mm. um, but I can't help it Japan is such a nice place to travel with the reliable bullet trains, clean hotels and a balanced mix of tradition and technology and above all, extremely polite Japanese citizens. Also, do you have any tips about travelling light? Uh, for example, I see a lot of those coin lockers but I can't muster the courage to incorporate them into my itinerary out of fear of them being fully occupied when I arrive there. Any suggestions? Thank you and keep up the good work. Curious man. Um, have you used a coin locker before, Pete? They're everywhere. Every station has mm. one. Yeah, I mean, useful. they've got more than one. That's the, that's the main thing. If I imagine there are more coin lockers. I think there's a coin locker for every person who travels to Shinjuku Station. Uh, there are so many <laughs> of them. If you're out in the sticks and there's like a particular, um, like a smaller station, you ain't going to see so many, but you're always going to find a coin locker. I can't, I can only remember what, I use them a lot, and I think I can remember of only one time where I've not been able to put my gargantuan suitcase into a coin locker, when in fact, um, if you, you know, take a slightly smaller bag than you'd uh, probably be um, thinking about, um, you You've got so many options. Um, just throw it into a tree. It's not going to be stolen, so just throw your bag <laughs> into a tree. It'll be fine. <laughs> throw it in a tree. Do you remember Do you remember that time? I think I can't remember what it was. A few months back when um, there was that guy, they found, they opened a coin locker out the front of Sendai Station and this naked guy was just sleeping in there. Do you remember that, <laughs> do you remember that story? I do remember that. I mean, spacious. And, and some of them are quite spacious as well. And... Um, you know, one 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 uh, step down from a capsule hotel, but clearly livable yeah. in. It's really not that much smaller than the capsule hotel, to be fair. <laughs> um, I yeah, I use coin lockers like every every day. I'm in Tokyo, to be honest. Um, they are quite busy sometimes, but mm. uh, they are in English. So if you're ever a bit daunted by Japanese coin lockers, don't worry. They come in multiple languages, so you should be able to use it. So yeah, yeah definitely use it if you've got loads of luggage because. It's just carrying luggage and suitcases around Tokyo is my least favourite thing Ball in the it. world, um, mm. other than people extorting money out of me for a flag I don't want. Uh, so just <laughs> yeah, just stuck, stick all your luggage in a coin locker and be done with it, and it'll yeah. make your trip a lot more fun. As for the Rugby World Cup, I really don't know a great deal about what's going to happen. Do you know anything, Pete? You're the sports dude. Uh, no, I know nothing about rugby, but uh, they seem to be very much gearing up for it uh, when I was last there, which was about this time last year, maybe. It was uh, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you anything about it, honestly. I don't know. I don't even know when it is. I think it's September, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. September. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
yeah I'll, I'll have to do some research on that and get back to you curious man um, but there you I go was, I always yeah, find that uh, big Cup. I always found that uh, rugby fans are invariably ex-rugby players themselves because why wouldn't you be uh, and so invariably they're quite a lot larger than us mere mortals like me uh, and so like watching them actually traverse through um, you know J- Japan in the toilets and the tiny bars and stuff I'm like wow that's going to be difficult in September and <laughs> just a lot of big lads turning up <laughs> I um, I know I know they're going all around the country mm. I know I have a friend oh, they'll be in every somewhere stadium. Yeah, I have some a friend who lives in Iwate mm. in a really remote village, and I know that uh, one rugby team's going there, and I think another rugby team's going to Sakata. Oh, so they're, to, they're like their training. Um, they're, they're like their training bases, and then they'll go and play the matches in the in the stadiums around yeah. the place. Yeah, it'd be quite a cool experience to be honest. Oh yeah, massively. Um, and, and Japan's got some beautiful stadiums, and like I think, I mean, they probably won't be playing them in in, in Frat Kofu, but um, one of my favourite sporting experiences was uh, watching them do their thing. Yeah, watching a soccer team play in uh, Kofu, and um, and it was just the most beautiful place to watch football ever. Really, where is Kofu? Um, it's no it's uh, it's about it's just past Mount Fuji, I think, out of Tokyo. Remember, I got on that wrong train and just turned up. Yeah. This, and they just happened to have a J League team playing. They're now in J League Two, uh, which is very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Relegated. Relegated. Yeah, I, mean, I probably. I probably will do something about the Rugby World Cup. I was actually asked um, to do a video about what not to do in Japan in preparation for the Rugby World Cup for foreign tourists coming to Japan because mm. the British Embassy was a little bit worried maybe that uh, mm. British people coming coming over might just trash up bars and get drunk and whatnot. But uh, I think I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. Rugby, rugby fans are slightly better than football fans, aren't they not? Are they not? Uh, in my experience, Chris, no. <laughs> but we're always told that uh, football, what is it, rugby is a game for monsters played by gentlemen, uh, though experiencing some of their fans on a Saturday night after a rugby match, um, drinking their own piss. Uh, I would sort of say, I would sort of go against that, but then I'm very biased as a soccer fan, aren't I? Brilliant. Well, that's a nice image to... End the mm. podcast on. Do keep your <laughs> messages, questions, and stories coming into us, guys, at abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week, but for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and uh, we'll see you or hear you or speak to you. Got to get that right. Next Thursday, have a good one. I'll touch you. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs>
today's show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.